much light in the atmosphere. It's amazing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Us Down Under. I'm Kira. And I'm Megan. And we're two girls that quit their jobs and moved to Australia. Today is going to be a very different type of podcast. Just so everybody knows, um, for one, you might notice we sound a little different. Um, if you're a really, really keen listener, you're going to notice that there are some there's some background noise because we are outside. Um, as we stated last week, we kind of get stuck for places to record while backpacking. And um, we, right now we're outside in Magnetic Island, right by our hostel. Outside of the hostel, yeah. Outside of the hostel. And today... On the beach, though. We have a very special guest. I feel like you say that every time. I'm not even that special. You're our first guest, so <laughs> you are special. Guest, so really special. In Magnetic Island, or what do you mean? Oh, sorry. On this podcast. See, I was sitting like 10 feet away from the mic, trying not to breathe on the mic. Oh, if I didn't hear anything. Breathe away. Get really up close and personal with the mic. You said I'm your first guest? <laughs> yes. Welcome to we Us Down started. Under. So please introduce yourself. <laughs> My name is Buddy Hammond. <laughs> What do you, you, you want to know give about your me? Last name out there. Well, yeah, well. He's gonna plug himself. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to look me up. Um, you won't see my criminal record online. Hopefully, I watched <laughs> that a couple years ago. But uh, yeah, my name's Buddy Hammond. I'm 27 years old, and I'm from Southern California in Orange County, oh. Mission Viejo. If you want to come, really look me up. I'm like we, plugging everything. We found another American down under. We found our best buddy, though. Oh, funny. Oh, had to be said. Yeah, I think we're three of the five Americans that are traveling Australia <laughs> yeah. at this moment. Classic us, us down under. First guest is an American. Yeah. So. <laughs> stick to what we know. We yes. stick to our own. We look so, out for each other. Exactly. Just um, tell us what you're doing here, because I think our listeners would love to hear what your story is. Um, currently, I am doing a podcast um, <laughs> with these two <laughs> random girls that I met on the Wit Sundays trip. <laughs> Been phenomenal so far. I think it's off to a really hot start. We're going to get at least 200 and... How many have you gotten? Don't tell everyone. We have 300,000 Right. Listeners. So we're going to get at least 697 <laughs> billion on this next podcast. It's crazy because we only have like 150 followers on Instagram, but somehow, you know, 300,000 hey, people. Listening. It happens. Things go viral for weird reasons. You put one little clip out there and we're going to hit the moon, baby. Yeah. True. True. Okay. So talk to us about your travels so far. Sure. Or tell us first why you did this trip. Okay, wow, you want to go? I told you. When we did, I don't know if people know this, we did a little practice podcast, just not, we were, you know, we had a drink or six. And so, we, we, you know, we were giving a rough, rough preview, and I told you before, it goes back to third grade when uh, I was insulted by a teacher. Totally kidding. Um, no, honest, completely honest, um, I've kind of chased the American dream like everyone else. You know, you. You're told to go finish school, then get the job, then find the girl and do all these things, and then you can be happy, right? And I just, I got to a certain point where things just weren't really where I wanted them to be, even though I kind of felt happy, but things just kind of felt off, and I was like, you know what? I'm ready to go experience the rest of the world, and here I am. Ended up with a one-way ticket to Sydney, didn't know how long I'd be here, and uh, I'm cutting it a little bit shorter than anticipated, because I'm going home for a friend's wedding, actually on Friday, so a total of about five weeks in Australia, but it's, it's a been a good amount cool. of time, though. Yeah. Oh no, now we have bingo going in the background. No, no, no. we got time till bingo. They're just, I think they're just pre-partying bingo, so we'll see how this uh, Hopefully this plays is not out. picking up on our mics. Yeah, sorry listeners if you can hear this. Um, so tell us what you do at home, buddy. Uh, well, the majority of the time that I spend at home is sleeping. Okay. But when I'm back home and I have to earn, earn a living, uh, I'm actually a health and fitness coach. 
So I've been involved in health and fitness, and I was actually a PE teacher for a year. Really? I don't know if we talked about that, but I... I did I know, not know You that. talked about being a teacher, and I never even brought it up. How did you not bring that up? You <laughs> we were know. together for three I days was, straight on a boat. I want to make it clear. I was fighting like a hundred and something. That's I was probably like a hundred... Fighting a hundred two fever on the wet Sundays, and body aches, chills, like, feet. it was bad. It was and once ugly. again, the nurse in me was hiding in the corner because I yeah. didn't want to be a nurse and help you know, buddy. She did come over and tap me on the arm and say, you alive? You okay? Okay. She was basically like, you're fine. You're going to survive this thing. Nurse men using her Let's talk about how horrible being yeah. ill was on a boat for three was, days, though. That has to be. No, it wasn't. It wasn't ideal for spending money on a trip that's supposed to be, like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it wasn't. It's still, even being sick wasn't as bad as Joe, who lost his hat and then Threw up like 20 um, minutes later. Shout was, out to <laughs> love you, Joe. But that was hilarious. Yeah. Joe got seasick and lost his hat in the span of the first hour on the boat. Yeah. Um, we should talk about the boat. Yeah. Considering that's what we did last week. Yeah. So um, for the last three days, we've been out. Uh, really, it was two nights, two and a half days. <laughs> really fast. <laughs> it did. Um, we were all on a boat in the Whit Sundays. Um, we uh, took the bus into Early Beach, which I think was the last time we recorded. And then we got on a boat. It was like 32 people plus, what, five crew members? Four, four, five, yeah, something like that. On a tiny little sailboat. (laughs) For tiny. There was 30 of us. But it was it was, it was close quarters. It, uh, it wasn't an ideal sleeping arrangement, especially when you're like fighting a fever and a flu or whatever was yeah. going on. But yeah. But the Whit Sundays itself was so beautiful. We totally recommend. Yeah, and Buddy did make himself get out of bed for Whitehaven Beach, which is Correct. the number rated number four most beautiful beach in the world. And I would love to take credit for getting myself out of bed. I actually had to get off of the boat because yeah, no, they really? were doing maintenance. We heard really, so, I didn't know that. So yeah, I. Probably look like a grandpa walking around up the stairs, but I was really happy to get out and move and get some blood yeah, flowing. And it was definitely good for you. Get some sun and definitely wind on the body, but it was great. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're all currently drinking some rosé right now. Um, cheers, guys. Cheers. It cheers to the U.S. Upgrade <laughs> it's been almost too long um, since I've had wine. It does kind of taste a little bit like the goon that we drank all weekend that I just swore I would never drink yeah, again. Yeah, I really though. did swear that I would never drink that again. So. It's not my favorite beverage, but <laughs> the, the purpose of alcoholic beverages point a to point b we're we on, our way. There. We're on our way we've got a big night tonight um so after the wit sundays i mean i think we're gonna go into some more details on the boat in a little but uh we took another bus and then a ferry and we're currently on magnetic island right now um and it's kind of a no service zone is what yeah. i would call it so which is kind of nice i think part of my the one of my favorite parts about my trip so far is being on Fraser Island, which yes. I don't know if you guys have you guys spoke about that yeah, as well. We talked yeah, talked about this last week how you were so present because you don't have any service. Because your phone is on airplane mode. Yeah, it's and the it best was just thing, you but... are connecting with humans the whole time. You're yeah. uh, you're associated with nature and doing all these things, and like you are with your group 100. Yeah, and it's, there's just honestly no better feeling. Like it was actually kind of interesting on Fraser Island when uh, everyone got service back and how quiet the car yep. went, and I was just like, wow. I was gonna this say the is... same thing. It was like yeah. right before you get back on the ferry yes. to go. Yes. Yeah, it was. And Everyone's checking, catching up. Obviously, like you want to catch up with everything at, at home, but it just shows you how great it is. But you said it out loud. You always, thank God we do not have service this whole <laughs> yeah. time because none of us are talking to each other. But the Wit Sundays was kind of like that too, with no service. Yeah, there was, was service limited. only. Yeah, to an extent for sure. I mean, you're kind of trapped on this little, not trapped, but you're on this little area with 30 other people, and it's like. I mean, although you did catch up on Netflix. I, so. I had two <laughs> options. It was sleep. Well, I had three options: sleep, 
Netflix or drink Goon, and I did the, the third on the first night, and it did not go well the next day. I I powered through. I just want to I just want to put it out there. I powered through the first night, took some Vicks cold and flu. Shout out to you, Vicks. And uh, I made my way through some Goon and some ciders, and I paid for it the next day. But yeah, happens. But no, well, yeah. So wait, I wanted to talk about teaching because okay. you probably have a bunch of fun stories like teaching elementary school students as well. I worked with kindergarten through sixth grade. And just to show how messed up like physical education is in the United States, I was a PE paraprofessional. Like I have my kinesiology degree. He's mm-hmm. doing air quotes. Yeah, the PE <laughs> paraprofessional. I wasn't like a P. I was a PE teacher, but it wasn't like a teacher salary or anything. It was like uh-huh. a twenty-hour-a-week part-time job thing. Okay. And so I had freedom to do whatever I wanted with the kids, as long as it was within standards and helping them improve, you know, basic fundamentals, right? And I would have. How old were you at the time when you were doing this? Uh, I was just out of. I graduated college at like 23, so I think I was like 23, 24. Did it for about a year. Um, that was this was before like fitness, fitness, fitness stuff. Right. Um, that's not like a gym by us. We don't have a gym called Fitness, Fitness, Fitness. That'd be <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> Welcome to Fitness, Fitness, Fitness. I'm your coach, buddy, buddy, buddy. <laughs> that's your next move. Oh, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the gym that's the world needs. Is fitness, Fitness, Fitness. But yeah, with, so with the with the classes, it, most of them were like two classes at the same time, right? So it's like 60 students plus the two teachers will come out and like their air quotes again. They'll help us out. It's like, no, it's their escape for an hour yeah. <laughs> during the week. So it's tough to like really coordinate certain things. I had a group of 90 first graders. Oh my god. So more often than not, we just played crazy soccer. Like you literally just set up two soccer goals and put every ball you have in the shed out there and just let them go nuts. Yeah. So basically started with the health and fitness stuff by doing physical education. So I was working with K through six at an elementary school near me. And then it progressed to doing personal training. So I was doing boot camps at a local rec center and then it turned into some one-on-one training and then it led to Orange Theory Fitness. Mm. So I was teaching like 15 to 20 group fitness classes. I think you were talking about this, how yeah. you got yeah. yourself burnt out. That started out amazing. Like, my job was literally, I went from 90 first graders to 24 adults who actually listened to everything I said. Yeah. And I was like, this we'll is the really easiest job too. ever. And they paid really well, right? Yeah. So, it was kind of a disconnect of the present moment in a sense because in an Orange Theory class, you have 24 people and you'll have 12 over in the weight room doing exercises that you demonstrate to them and you're paying attention to their form, make sure everyone's using the right muscles, not going to hurt themselves. But simultaneously, while I'm correcting someone on a deadlift over here, I'm also telling the treadmills what to be doing, mm. like a three-minute push. Okay, I'm counting you down, three, two, one, yeah, and then halfway through, I'm checking in with them, and then it's a one-minute, it's just, I'm paying attention to them, but I'm trying to verbalize and, like, show people what I'm doing over here, so it wears on you a lot. Like, it's, I feel like a lot of Orange Theory coaches don't last super long. There's some that have been doing it for years, don't get me wrong, but I just couldn't do it for more than, like, 14 months without, like, finding this, like, anxiety and disconnect like I was kind of saying earlier and like I just remember one day I was driving home from an orange theory class this was after like six months of working there and I loved it like it's high energy it's music I'm dancing through classes I'm high-fiving people but like if you're not happy or something's going on in your life and you have to put up this front of like high energy it was tough and not like I'm not saying my life was tough or bad or anything but but like even if you're just if you're just not feeling energetic and you have to push through it it's like putting on a show oh it kicks the shit out of you it's tough like for doing that so I can't imagine how much more enthusiastic you need to be and your days are really long you know you're there for eight hours I'm only there three or four hours at most right so that disc like that disconnect of trying to be what you're not plus I'm so that's when I experienced like my first panic attack and like anxiety was Uh in a class like realizing like this isn't what I want to do long term but it pays good so why am I not appreciating it and so literally one day driving home from an orange theory class it was after I worked four really good classes made a bunch of money 
and I was driving home and I was with a girl that I was like crazy about back home. Like everything in my life was like American dream. I, I have the job that I'm crazy about. I have this girl that I'm pretty sure I'm gonna marry. Like you just have that feeling connection. And then I was driving home, my hands started shaking and my heart starts pounding. I'm like sweating, I'm like, the anxiety what hits. the hell is going on? Like out of nowhere. And I'm like, yeah. and then all of a sudden my brain's like, I don't think I love my job. Bug. I don't, Oh. <laughs> it's like a giant mosquito. Baby. We're in Australia, so we're going to yeah. see some crazy stuff like the frog that was on the tree. Yeah. We're going to talk but, about that in a minute. Yeah, basically, it was just, I my brain just started going places. It was like, I don't think I love my job. I don't think I love my girl. I don't want to be here any longer, blah, blah, blah. And just like started kicking wow. things. And this is six months into 14 months of working there. So now I have this disconnect when I'm at work and this anxiety and this like depression of, I don't know if I really want to be doing this. I don't know if I love her. Blah, blah, blah. It was just that bizarre. So. And so how long ago was that before you decided to travel? Well, I had made some plans. I did some traveling actually with that girl that I was with. Um, we did quite a bit of traveling actually. We went on a Europe trip with some friends back home. So we did like five countries in like two weeks or something like pretty tight, like a couple days here, a couple days there. And then we also did, um, I did three weeks in Thailand by myself. And then my girlfriend at the time came and met me in Bali for two weeks. And then we did India for a full month where we did like a 200 hour yoga certification. That kicked our ass, and then it was pretty soon after that that we like just, I don't know, India, <laughs> India makes you realize yeah, a lot about yourself yeah. and the person you're with yeah. to an extent that we were just like, you know, this isn't right for us right now, so yeah. we still did talk, you, we're still good friends, but. Did you guys rent a car together in a foreign country? Megan has a theory. I have a theory. Comments. Did we rent a car? No, we rent, we had a scooter. That didn't go so well when she was in charge. Okay. Um, so my theory okay, is, let's hear this is that we rented a car in Australia. And we were like... The two of you? Yeah, yeah I didn't drive. Were you guys in love before you came here? Or what? <laughs> we're <Or> together. Just... <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll get into that. Don't worry. For all your so... viewers out there, juicy details to come. Okay. Plot so... twist in the podcast. <laughs> so my theory is that you should rent a car together in a foreign country that drives on the opposite side of the road if you're dating someone because it will show true colors. Because you will make it or break it. Right. What, well, what happened is I was driving the scooter fine, you know, with her. And then I was eventually we pract- I let her practice by herself. And then I got on the back and it was fine. And, but we weren't on any main roads. And as soon as we went, like, to leave the restaurant for the first time, she was in charge of the vehicle. <laughs> I kid you not. Like, it was just a simple left turn. And then we just go down that road and we're home. She shot straight across the street, like, almost up into another restaurant to where I was like, Okay, like you gave it, a, you gave it a go. Like I got this. Her heart was like pounding. I was like, "Yeah, you'll be fine." Like I got you. We'll get so us technically, home. it didn't break you. Might not been. No, India broke us. All right. No, so. me not eating meat for a month broke me, which sounds really silly, but like when you're in India and you can eat as much as you want, but it's lentils, beans, rice, vegetables, potato, like nothing of like crazy sustenance really. We, I just, oh, I withered away. I lost like ten pounds of muscle, probably. Not, yeah, India was, India was tough, but. Really cool experience overall, like for the, I think what India did more than anything, along with like my experiences with anxiety and depression and things like that, was like open my mind to how important taking care of like your brain is, you know, because if if that's out of whack, everything else is irrelevant. Like you can have the perfect body, you can have the perfect job, you can have the perfect girl, but if something's not going on mentally, like that's something that is so overlooked in the United States, I think, that That like it's put a good focus in my life on mental health so it led me down really taking yoga seriously for my body and also my mind but then really getting into like meditation just like sitting with your thoughts and not really attaching emotion to them so that's part of my mission I think moving forward as I do more health coaching is not just paying attention to hey you lost 10 pounds you're doing amazing it's like hey let's check in with your stress let's check in with your mood your energy all those things are super important because 
in terms of being healthy, looking great isn't going to be the answer. Like, yeah. plain and simple, there's bodybuilders out there that are fucking miserable, but it's important to really take care of what's going on up top. I think it will be interesting when we actually start work, which is in a few weeks now, we have to say, that we have to get jobs. Um, <laughs> but uh, what the work-life balance here will be, because sure. just, for example, with nursing, we do 12-hour shifts at home, same thing, you get the burnout. Mm-hmm. And here, it's eight-hour shifts. Right. So well, that's I what I wanted to ask you is, like, it's not that you hate your profession. Like, obviously, no, you guys need like You guys it, are 20, 27 as well. Yeah, 27, 26. So what was it that, inst- like, made you feel like you needed a break and you needed to take this trip? Or not needed to, but you were, you know, Wanted compelled to, to do it as well. enough to do it. Yeah, yeah to actually, because yeah, how many people think about it and never actually pull the trigger on the flight or the booking the hostels or wherever it is, but you guys are here. Kira, what was yours? Um, that's a really great question. I love how the tables have turned and you're now interviewing Oh, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> um... So I've been a teacher for five years, and I kind of call it the five-year itch because there's a lot of burnout with teaching as well, and it just takes a lot out of you. And when you leave the school, you're not really leaving it there. Like, you're thinking about your kids all the time. What Mm. more can you do for them? You're looking outside, like, professional development. Like, what else can you do to become a better teacher? So you might be on the clock from, what, 8 to 3? Is that, that like, like a standard still? Yeah, but I work till 4.30. I work in charter school. And And then I have parents parents calling me until, like, 7 or 8 at night. And you're grading papers. You're prepping. You're doing... about it. So it's just, it is a lot. So So when you get your three months off, that actually balances out the eight hours a day that you were working when you're really, yeah, it's it's nuts. It's like five weeks for us charter school teachers, and I tutor every day after school mostly, or I babysit because you can't even live in New York City on that teacher's salary, which is just insane. So it was just a lot, and I always just had it in my head to travel, and I figured, why not? And I just pulled the trigger because I had someone to pull the trigger with. And you had you say you still have the job ready for you when you go yeah, back I as well. So that's amazing too. Yeah, that's is that, so is that like normal for because you're East Coast, right? No, you're. It's, I mean, no one's really tried it before, so who knows yeah. if it's normal. Uh, but I think that says a lot about you as a person to like be able to leave with you know a good relationship with yeah. them to where like they want you when you come back. Yeah, I was you know? really lucky to yeah. do that. So. Yeah, I didn't leave Orange Theory on bad terms. And realistically, if I wanted to work at another, when I go back, I probably could. Yeah, it's just right. I know that's not where I need to be. There's as long as I don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I, I have nothing against Orange Theory as like a business or franchise. I want to yeah. put that out there. Like I think they're like, awesome workouts. Go to I just Theory. I just know that as a person, I wanted to be more involved in people's overall health process because I would have clients come in that are working out really hard from three to four or three to four times a week for that 45 minutes to an hour and not really seeing the results in their body or their mental health or outside the gym and I just wanted to realize I wanted to really dig in with clients to figure out what is it that's going on outside of it whether it's like we said water sleep nutrition stress just whatever's going on in your life all of it ties into weight loss and health and just you know I think it's super important to figure out the whole process rather than just thinking that you can (laughs) you can flip your week by working out th- really hard for three of the 168 yeah. hours that you have in a week so that's what that's what led me to astray from that I think I think I have two reasons um, for going astray one is that I'm still really wild and I kind of need to get this out of my system whoa <laughs> anything <laughs> like, in particular I mean, Megan? <laughs> no I just like to, what room like, were you in but I'm just kidding <laughs> totally kidding Mom, he drinks his rose don't nervously. listen to this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, so I just wild needed to get this out of my system. And two, nursing, you give 12 hours to someone else that you're not focusing on yourself. Like you're hardly peeing, you're hardly eating, you're not really drinking water. It's funny that you say that because I know a nurse friend back home. She's mentioned the same thing first. She goes, it, "You don't have time to pee. Yeah, you don't have well. you don't have well." 
yeah, literally, what, three minutes to just be able to separate yourself to go to the bathroom and come back? Like, you just don't. Yeah, so, I mean, I actually remember my last night at work, um, it was weird, but I just didn't, I was so checked out at that point, Mm -hmm. and it showed so much, and I felt for that family that I was working with that night, I was like, I'm really sorry, but it's my last night, and like, they were throwing me a, they were throwing me a party, I was like, at the party, Mm -hmm. I was like, with my patient, because I'm normally standing over that patient for like 12 hours straight, so... Um, yeah, just the burnout is real. And now that I'm out of it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go back. But I have found that nursing is following me everywhere. I think sure. it's my calling. I just haven't found my true. Well, and that's what's kind of uh, sad is like as much as your passion could be nursing and helping people literally in a hospital setting, it's how it's presented. Your only option in the States is what, 12 hours at a time, right? No, you have are there other nurse, which I don't ever uh, see. Well, yeah. The money is not there. I guess there are multiple <laughs> ways, but like, I guess for me, it's like, I think at nursing, it's like, I see black and white one way yeah, of yeah. the, twel- yeah. the traditional 12 hour shift. Saying that though, I love the chaos. I love the craziness. Mm-hmm. So I, I thrive in that kind of like environment. But then and I you love the people you work with. I love the people I work with. A shout out to my Lennox Hill peeps. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also that, makes you go the other way where you are stressed out because you are in that chaotic environment and we call it controlled chaos in the ICU so it's an orange theory class in a nutshell right there let's uh, circle back to your wild side and you wanted to get it out of your system can you talk to the listeners more about what you mean by that I just meant like I love to party yeah two thirds two thirds of the table here is very interested in that I meant, like, I love to party. I'm not ready to settle down. I don't really want a relationship right now. Now, when and you say party... Go out and have a great time. Dance on some tables. Yeah, we've yeah. we done that. also just mean alcohol, because when people say party, sometimes yeah. they yeah. Drugs, uh, I'm so pretty um, basic in that sense. I, so no ketamine in, a, no, in an Australian nightclub? Not or... I'm not saying that I've done that. I, by the way, <laughs> I'm not, I not into that. <laughs> Only but that's, Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> ketamine is like a pretty normal standard in Australia. So I know. But so what's really, I love telling this. the story because we, we were out till like 6 a.m. literally just dancing. We were just drinking. That's all we were doing that night. But the people that offered us drugs, it's different than drugs getting offered to you anywhere else in the world. Because someone came up to me and goes, hey, man, do you want do you want, do you want some ketamine? I was like, ah, no, I'm good. Like, I'm just drinking tonight. He goes, oh, that's, that's great, man. I hope you have an awesome night. Yeah. Like, super friendly. <laughs> didn't look like a sketchy, dodgy type of dude. I'm like, okay, that was a really weird drug experience. Yeah. And, like, anywhere else in the great world. Guy, like, great guy. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm going to hang out with that guy. He seems like a seems like a stand-up dude. Whereas, like, you go to you go to freaking Mexico and you're just walking the street alone. and a guy walks by and he goes, Cocaine! Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. screams at you or, like um, what? On Orchard and Stanton, yeah. in the Lower East Side. It's, and my mom, cocaine. We're cocaine. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So tell me about your craziest experience in Australia with some wildlife. Anything insane? Oh, wildlife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going a different direction with we're wildlife. Oh, are we? Uh, craziest experience with Maybe wildlife. Just the frog on the tree yeah, that, that we frog, just experienced. That frog was pretty intense. I, honestly, I'm trying to. There's probably something I'm not thinking of, but I don't feel like I have any like crazy animal experiences. Did you see any spiders? No. There you go. Did people I really ask thought about you that one too. if, when you were going to Australia, if you were going to, like, be scared of the spiders? Oh, yeah, everyone was that. freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, but there's sharks everywhere, but there's <laughs> spiders everywhere. And I'm like, I've seen zero. Well, I actually saw a shark from quite far away. All right, so there was yeah. a shark today, actually. We're staying at a hostel. It's a little wild over there, but, like, right our beach. Megan loves the word wild it's, wi- it's a wild night. This podcast should be called Wild. Getting wild. <laughs> wild with um, so right on the beach that we're staying at, probably like not even 50 yards out there was just straight up sharks out there and then 
when we just went to go record this podcast, um, Kira started screaming, and then we all noticed. Yeah, we saw a land shark. It was nuts. I didn't. (laughs) Okay, Kira noticed it. I didn't scream. I go, oh my god! And then, but he thought it was a tree, and he was like, all right, say Kira. Well, well, I knew there was a tree, right? (laughs) I don't know why you were startled by the tree. Megan turned the corner and saw this like really big frog. It was like. Such the tree. It was beautiful. If we want to think about it, it was a very nice looking frog. It yeah. didn't jump, um, so even but more Megan beautiful. Megan screamed and jumped onto an elevated surface. Yeah, <laughs> which seems to be the move for me with the animals here. Okay, so now do you want to tell us something different wildlife? Well, yeah, no, well, I was really thinking back to the wild. I was going to say wildlife. I went to freaking Steve Irwin's zoo. That was pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Australia zoo? Yeah, well, well, what was weird is you're a 27-year-old male walking around, and it's just a bunch of kids and their yeah. parents, and I felt <laughs> kind of weird. Felt kind of out of place, like smiling at everyone. Like, it's got, like when you're solo, I don't know. I don't know if the zoo is the place to be. It's not really, I don't know. But, uh... I what was kind of sad at the zoo is that all the kangaroos just seem like drugged up or something. Oh, I found that too. Yeah. yeah, and obviously like koalas are like sleeping 23 hours a day or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, like, I was like kind of freaked out because like everyone's petting the kangaroos. I was like, there's something in the food. I was like, yeah, they're they're eating something that's yeah. keeping them pretty mellow. But it was a cool experience overall. I fell in love with the meerkats and looking around the whole time. Yeah, it was nuts. There were meerkats. Yeah, there? I have a really cool video. I'll show you. Stop. Yeah, they just literally they literally will just stand up tall and like look left and right. And around and then pause and like they just look lost like they're looking for something. I'm Have like, you seen that like um, BBC like video where they like put the voice over the meerkats and all the other animals and they like go up and like I was gonna say I've seen the one with like the gopher or whatever. It's like Steve, Steve, Steve. I saw Steve. That's Alan, 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 Yeah, that's that one. That's that's literally what I'm talking about. That one gets me. Yeah. So, do you have any travel nightmares? Like, anything that happened to you? Maybe Yeah, I got on sick on all his Sundays. That was terrible. <laughs> that is a travel And then when you're sick, you have those weird-ass dreams that you can't really explain, but your body's just like... Yeah, you like, were trying to explain this to me yeah, the other day, no. right? I had a hard time. I have, I've had a hard time explaining that ever since I was like 10. your Vicks, or the medicine you were taking. <clears throat> Maybe. Or just my body, like, the blood's just going all over the place and trying to fight... I don't know. You're a nurse. What's what's yeah, happening? Don't, don't you study neuroscience? Uh, as well? I'm a neuro nurse too. No, travel. I mean, travel nightmares. I feel like I feel like it's important to kind of tell your tell the viewers or viewers, listeners, whatever you want to call it. It's just like everything you see when people, your friends are traveling is usually like highlights and yeah. Oh, yeah. They only show you the good things. So I made it a point. I've only posted like twice since I've been here. A little bit on my story, but like two mm-hmm. posts, right? On the last one, I just made sure it was clear that like it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like it is. Yeah. I would I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like you're on the other side of the world. You're doing things for the first time that you've never experienced. But like for one, I got sick on the Whit Sundays. Right. I've missed a bus that you know cost me a little bit more money, and it puts you back and it puts you in this mental mindset, and you, you know you're hungover. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. there's a couple. There's just like a couple other things that just like really set you off for a little bit, and you can let that dictate certain things. Like I had a flight get completely canceled as I was checking at the airport, and like certain people would just cuss out the person that's at the table and it's like it's not their fault your flight gets canceled you just you got to roll with the punches and there's going to be a lot of them there's going to be some hostels that are absolutely disgusting even though they got good reviews and some moments will just blow your mind in a beautiful way so it's like taking the highs with the lows i think it's important for people to realize like there's great things about traveling but you're going to have some moments that like are tough just you got to be up for the challenge and know that there's a (laughs) there's a rainbow on the other side (laughs) (laughs) we've been using this podcast kind of as a platform to share that not all rainbows and butterflies like we're kind of showing but i mean last week megan and i called it this experience tough and i was like okay we know it's not like tough we have a good right now but at the same time like it is tough living out of a backpack and dragging this freaking 40 pound basically child on our backs yeah Yeah, i'm sick of the backpack. well when you don't have a home base like you guys are traveling you'll you'll have a home base but like it is 
it's hard when you're doing four days here, five days here, two nights on Magnetic Island. It's like you get settled and you meet people. And like part of the, honestly, part of the sadness is like you get really close bonded with someone. And it's like, God, I really hope we cross paths again. Or maybe you're going separate ways, but it's like, even us, like we live on other sides of the U.S. Are you going to miss us after you leave Hell us Hell yeah, I'm going to miss you guys, dude. Well, you guys better come see me in Cairns or Cairns. So Buddy's trying to convince us to leave Magnetic Island. Yeah. Absolutely. Supposed to be here for four so nights. Deep, so. Yeah, <laughs> four nights. That's too much. <laughs> that's a lot. I don't know. This what is we my were last thinking. night at magnetic, and then I have three nights in cans, and then I'm gone. So. Yeah, I know. We'll come bungee jump with me. That's what I'm gonna do. That's just not gonna happen for me. But. Oh. oh we have oh, a special guest here. Yes. All right. So we'd like to welcome our new Scottish friend here. Kieran. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we can hear. Up to the mic. The beauty of a hostel. You gotta come. You gotta come share lips with me. Aww. Introduce yourself. Been waiting for that. I know. How to feel? Hi, I'm Keaton from Edinburgh. <laughs> yes. Our you just first became the favorite guest on this podcast. Guest. You said eight <laughs> words or whatever. Yes, <laughs> you didn't speak with an American accent. And Kieran's nickname is also Keeks. Woo woo! Basically the same person. We both have blonde hair and blue eyes, so you know. You just don't have a Scottish accent. Yeah. So Kieran, talk to us about your travels so far. We talked very close into the mic. Yeah, okay. tell us why you're here, how you ended up here. I'm on a working holiday visa. Maybe a little bit about your farm work. Oh. Yeah, I'm on a working holiday visa. Uh, almost up for my first year. Uh, been to Melbourne, was in Sydney for six months. Went to the farm where I was working on a vineyard, which was epic. Um, yeah. And Did you ever, on your on your travels, have you ended up in a sandstorm? Yeah, right now have you ended up in any sort of sandstorm? A sandstorm? Yeah. Um, no, I can't say I have to. Oh, well, maybe we're at, I think we're in one right now, Kieran. <laughs> we are in a sandstorm at the current moment. Hey, people can't hear this, which I hope to God you cannot. The rude sandstorm is blasting in the background. Um... I think that we need to explain what the farm work is for all our listeners out there because they're all American and they don't understand the visa. So. Just explain uh, yeah. them all because I had no idea before I got here. Yeah. yeah. So we have to do, like, British people have to do eight to eight days of regional farm work to qualify for a second year visa. So do Americans. So do Oh, you just have to do that as well. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to, but we, we would have Yeah, we're going to leave. Yeah, if you wanted your second year yeah. visa. Um, but yeah, so I done mine. With n- not with the intention to do to come back again, but now I think I'm going to come back. Because um, you fell in love here. Yeah, with the place and the people and everything. So I've done mine's four hours, about four hours drive from Sydney in a place called Orange, um, which is like way out in the hills. Like it's a beautiful place to look at, but there's not a lot to do. There's just kangaroos everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And then cool, I was though. working on a vineyard, so but that was pretty cool. Like decent pay, free wine. Nice scenery. No goon for you. You had me at free wine. Well, no goon. No, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually drinkable, so. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Considering we're drinking something that's very similar to goon it, right now. It tastes like goon, basically. <laughs> uh, the free cocktail. I'm curious about the, the kangaroos at your farm work. Are they pretty like, are they like zoo ch- kind of chill kangaroos, or are they like they up and bouncing up? around and not on drugs? No, they were like everywhere. Like as soon as you like stepped out of the house, they were like ears up and off they went. <laughs> oh, but they ran away from you. They never came. Yeah, towards no, you. they never came towards us. Um, they, I mean, they would get pretty close. Like sometimes we didn't even know if they realized that we were there because like they would be just like on the vines, like a few vines away from where we were, mm, that's and then wild. like chilling and then like lying down. They would be wild. sunbathing and everything, and wow. then like. Eventually, we would say something, and then they would ears would prick up, and they would off off the hop. Oh. So I think sometimes they didn't know we were there, but, but as soon as they realized, they were like, Whoa. 
because there's not many people like there was literally nothing there there was like a few random houses and the rest of it was cows and fields and hills and what about the people that you were on this farm with did you all become friends or did well, you well one of them was a friend from back home anyway he got me the job oh, and okay. then another one was an Irish girl there was only three backpackers hmm. um, we lived in a really nice little house um, got on really well how long was it for? Um, so I done mines from the 1st of June and literally until I came here like um, Damn, so yeah, June, July, August, and then I started here on the twenty fourth of September. Started my travels on the twenty fourth of September, so I done it for all that. Do you that. pay for accommodation, or is it? It was a hundred dollars a week for accommodation, okay. but like we were getting over a thousand dollars a week for. Oh for, wow, that's like, pretty good. Pay, yeah. Is that so, standard, or is that like? No, no we got well. I mean, twenty. We were getting twenty five dollars an hour, which is like it can be anything. Yeah, it's above minimum, and it's quite generous for a farm. But it was the, the only reason we got so much is because most farms, pe- the people have limited hours. Like, we could work as much as we wanted to, basically. Like. So you could get it done faster, almost? No, because, you, well, you, yes and no, like, a you little were, bit faster, yeah. but, like, not much. Yeah. You were too tired. It's, it's not based on hours, it's based on days, is that correct? But a certain amount of hours has to qualify for it to be a day. Right. So, yeah. So strict. So for people that don't know, the farm work can be really uh, tricky because... People can take advantage of you. There's like a lot of yeah. horror stories that have happened. I know happened. a lot of friends that would get like, so I think a few years ago it used to have to be like a minimum of six hours or something, either six or seven. And so many people would get work sent home after six hours and it wouldn't qualify for a day. And it was just so that the farmers could keep them there, like basically for longer. And they were just battling to get out of the farm. Um, yeah. Well, one of our French friends, shout out to our Frenchies who are listening, um, met this guy on their travels, and he is in a lot of um, newspapers right now because he found a camera in his room. Did you hear about this? No, but he I had friends camera, in Sydney that found a camera in their house as well. <laughs> yeah, so you really have to do your research before you go to these like random wow. isolated places. Yeah, a friend, friends of mine found camera in their light, light fittings in the house yeah. as well. That's wild. Um, and it was only be- like the guy actually brought it on himself because they kept saying that the light needed changed and he was like, I'll do all these things for you. Uh-huh. And he'd never done it for like a few days and they eventually, like the, bo- the my friend's boyfriend just tried to do it himself and took it apart and found like cameras in- inside. Oh my God. Um, and yeah, so he kind of shot himself in the foot there. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. All right, so you've been here for the longest out of all of us since we've all been basically here for three and a half weeks. Um, so what's your favorite part of Australia been so far? My favorite trip has been Fraser Island. It was Same. like That goes unreal. around for all of us. Yeah. And Wet Sundays comes a close second. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was so good as well. But Did we explain that we met you on the boat as well? Did we say no, that? but we're Do all friends also? now from the boat. Boat friends! Boat friends. Boaties. We're boat friends. <laughs> Um, so let's go through our highs and lows of the week. Then we'll share. Oh, our I have my low. Yesterday nightmare. was my low. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start with the lows here. Um, so my low was. Oh, yeah, this, is this is the story, guys. Yesterday. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Um, we went out Saturday night with our boat friends, your boat friends now, <laughs> and we all got pretty drunk. And wait, we did. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, Kira and I slept very late, so like we didn't eat all day. Probably like it's four o'clock. We, we like had done our laundry at this point. We were fasting by accident. Yes, we were walking into to go get food, and I all of a sudden am straight up dying, sweats, everything. Like it's coming. I can't stop it. Full on hangover. She's taking like 
I'm like on the ground at one point. So there's families walking by. I start puking in a bush out of nowhere. Nice. <laughs> As this beautiful family with like two small children and they're on their scooters, like their fun day out in Haley Beach, and Megan's just vomiting. And the, the mom is just like, okay, um, move over here. We're going to go this way. Like, go around the crazy lady. <laughs> and I'm just like have a really awkward smile, like a half smile, like, <laughs> you know what happens. <laughs> and I was just thinking like, does this lady think I'm hungover drunk or does she think I'm ill? Like, she didn't Either even way. stop to help. But, you know, that was my love of the week. We made I don't it think her mom was a nurse. She wouldn't have known what to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Kira, your low? Um, come back to me because I'm actually not sure what my low is. All right. Who's yeah. got a low? They're going to really judge us now because yesterday was my real All low right, point yeah. as well. <laughs> from the same reason. <laughs> I wasn't puking in a bush on the street, but for the whole day, I was just like. Well, you I, have to tell your story. I start, yeah, I started off by waking up. Well, going to bed at 6 a.m., waking up at 9, 10 a.m. when my bus was at 9.30. And luckily all my case was packed. My clothes were sitting ready to go. Just jumped up, put them on. Didn't didn't even check out. Just, like, ran p- past the section, like, <laughs> suitcase on, like, one wheel going around the corner, like, knocking people's legs over. <laughs> like, I was on a mission. And then I just saw a cab and just jumped in it. I was like, I need to go. And then he's driving, like... He's, like, Sunday morning and early, like, just strolling along, having a conversation. And I'm like, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I do not mean to be rude, but can you please pick up the pace? <laughs> like, and he was like, okay. And then I got there with two minutes to spare. Four-hour bus journey, which was pretty hellish. Like, sweat is coming. Like, every time I tried to sleep, I was getting, like, disoriented. <laughs> like... So yeah, and then arrived and then had to wait on a ferry and then got the ferry and came here and it was just like so hot and like sticky and I was just uncomfortable. Then I had forgotten my toiletries in the previous hostel so I had to to do the 20 minute walk in the blistering heat to get toiletries just so that I could have a shower. Yeah, Yeah, that was a pretty low point. That is traveling for you. (laughs) That is traveling. But that was the the only time I had that. Like The only time I've had this problem. Buddy. Well, aside from getting really sick on the wet Sundays, which we've talked about, um, I think I <laughs> this is gonna sound really first world problemy, but I have a very specific type of soap that I like to use back home. <laughs> okay, get you get you want some? So, so I love Irish Spring, and I used to oh, hate I it. That. I used to fucking hate Irish Spring because I was like. My dad would use it. I'm like, why do you use this? It makes you feel sticky and gross. Like, I hate this. We have a lot and of Irish I, listeners, so... Uh, yeah, this is this is not against the Irish by any means. I love Irish Spring soap because it's the only soap that makes me feel, like, clean and, like, <laughs> everything else, like like a Dove soap or a body wash, you have to just, like, keep washing it off and you're, like, slippery. I hate it. So I left my last bar of soap. Like, I used it twice. I don't even know where I was. It's, like, halfway through my trip. I left it. No store sells anything close to Irish Spring, so I've been freaking out. I feel like I'm not really clean. I've been using this <laughs> this off-brand, shitty-ass body wash, and I just feel like I'm not who I want to be hygienically. And Five more days, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that shot. Well, no, I'm not home till Monday because I'm in Santa Barbara the whole weekend. Well, hopefully, hopefully I can get Irish Spring there. The other one is like food in general. Is like we're here at Base Hostel. There's nothing within what 15 minutes walking distance either way in terms of food everything closes early so you're pretty much limited to what they have to offer for food which is chicken wings pizza burgers garbage (laughs) and then a side of trash as well they'll throw on a side of trash every now and then (laughs) but it doesn't leave you feeling awesome but aside from that like you said we're powering through these last few days 
Um, we've had a lot of really good meals, like Fraser Island. We all had the sim- uh, same trip, so we got to yeah. cook with people and be healthy That's with so cool. chopping up vegetables. And uh, yeah, aside from that, I'd say just the food and the soap is <laughs> <laughs> and the sickness. So I, I guess. Was, um, going to say something, and I know I want to bring up the pizza from yesterday now that Betty's oh, on pizza, because be I've never had a really bad pizza before, and it literally was sickening, the pizza we had yesterday in Harley Beach, so I had one bite of that. The, I think bacon... Bacon and ham are not the same no. thing. No. It's frustrating to me. Their bacon, their bacon here is like an in-between bacon ham weird concoction. No, I don't know. It's kind of like Irish bacon where it's like the rasher, but then it's also like last night it was full-on ham pizza. I was like, no. But anyway, that's not a real low because that was just a minute <laughs> of my time because we also got chicken parmy. Yeah, chicken um, parmy. And uh, my real low, I think, which wasn't, it took me a while to think about it, uh, the boat when we first got on it was very rocky to the point where I was oh. like, what the hell did we sign up for? Like, it was, the water was spraying us. This isn't what the video showed. <laughs> we yeah. were being flown. Don't not say this in the brochure. <laughs> I don't see wetsuits in the video. We were being flown side to side on that boat, too. It I was, was like, someone's going to go overboard. It could be me. Yeah. I was scary. almost convinced that it was going to be me. I almost pulled yeah. my groin. <laughs> for real well the floor got wet my foot what? slipped and then yeah. I was sliding was I was like that oh. was rough so that wasn't good so that was up my low alright so now your highs of the week um, I guess I'll start because I have one in mind it just came to me right now um, on the boat the Whit Sundays it was a bit of a party boat we had a great time but they also gave us a lesson on marine life um, so we were on the New Horizon boat and uh, one of the the chef actually Zach is also a marine biologist he gave us a little uh, lesson on basically the ecosystem and all the damage we're doing climate change all that and um, I just liked it because it was kind of informative as well as fun so I thought it was a good balance um, it also just shows that we need to change our habits our ways everything about it so they were just trying to like inform us and educate us I thought it was, it was a good high yeah, and you it was at tell sunset. That he was passionate about it as well when he Very was Very passionate. You. It was at sunset. We were on a boat. I'm yeah. drinking goon. Couldn't have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Love that drinking goon. All right, who's next? Well, to, to piggyback off off of that, what you were saying, I wasn't present for that, and oh, I freaked out because that. the whole time I'm like sleeping and I wake up every you know 20 minutes when you're kind of sick. I didn't hear anything on the boat, and I was like, oh, my God, they left me. Like, everyone's off on this really fun adventure, and I'm sitting here. I got, like, really sad, so I came upstairs, didn't see anyone in the kitchen, didn't see anyone outside the boat. Everyone's on the roof, and I, like, peaked up, and I was like, oh, thank had Yeah, I had this, like, brief, like, yeah, we were moving, so I was like, the boat's moving, and there's no one here. Like, I'm really really freaking out for a second. (laughs) We're going to need a bigger boat. (laughs) Yeah, all of a sudden, I, like, peeked and saw you guys, and I had this, like, breath of fresh air. So that was a high for me, but I'll get into mine after. What was yours? Um, I'm not sure. I had a pretty fun day today. Like the the wet yeah, Sundays was really awesome. The wet Sundays was really awesome, but today we just had the most random but fun day. Like we rented one of the little Barbie cars, like bright pink, like looks like a, someone's controlling it with a remote control. Come on, Barbie, let's go, Barbie. It was ah 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 yeah. <laughs> it was so fun. And then we saw koalas. Saw my first wild koala. Look at that. Then my second wild koala. And then, yeah. Whale? Oh, wild. wild. I thought you said whale. Yeah, I was like, whale. whale koala? What the whale hell is a whale koala? It's a new one. I just found it, actually. I just discovered it. Nice, dude. I'm in discussions with David Attenborough at the moment. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. My people are calling his people. That's just one of many, like, <laughs> miscommunication efforts between Scottish and We've Irish had a few American. today, though, haven't yeah. we? A couple. There's been a few. But no, today was a just fun, random. Like, we had no expectations. We were just going to drive around the island. We had quite a bit of fun seeing some cool stuff and some 
viewpoints and yeah, got sweet. some cool pictures. Had got attacked by parrots, but <laughs> yeah, fuck that. We went to like Once a bird again, feeding the birds. Thing. No. no. Birds, not pirates. No joke. <laughs> See, we were uh, we were actually attacked in Melbourne by like wild pelicans. We were sitting in like the most public place, sitting eating. There was like four of us, and ten birds at the same time were just like, Eah! one landed on my friend's head, and she was freaking out. And oh, dude, I was I was literally shooting rubber bands at them to keep them away from our food. And we were all like taking turns like on security. It was a mess. So I'm not into birds. Why no. did you just have like? Loads of random rubber bands. I there. found two on the. I found. I was. Lo- well, I was looking for weapons. I that, knew these would come in handy. I was looking for something other than a bat to like smack them with because I was like, I don't want to cause a scene, but like a I wanted to know. So you just carry a like a, a dingo stick. Rubber bands. Like a dingo stick, but a pelican oh, stick. Yeah. But yeah, it was a pelican slingshooter is what I called it. So I hit a couple pretty hard, and that one fucked off for sure. You but. sound like Bart Simpson, where you just have like this when there's an emergency, you just look through, and you're like, there's a mate, there's some mates, there's a, a gun. You're like, like MacGyver. What emergency will this cover? Oh yeah. That is a compliment. I'll get my band. <laughs> uh, but in ter- so in terms of highs, I would say <laughs> fuck birds. We'll just leave that out there. Sorry, we're making this one explicit. I can't no, stop saying that word. My dad's a mechanic. Sorry about it. We'll so, block yeah. that out with bird noises. Be yourself. <laughs> be yourself. You be <laughs> birds. And <laughs> you do you. So two two big highs. Well, honestly, meeting you guys in general, just like Aww. having a good group on the Wit Sundays. You have to say that. On have, I know. Well, we didn't pay for that. I'll second that. I'm just hoping they invite me back for a second season. But. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we'll, we'll find what out. That? Um, Sorry, yeah, meeting you guys and just having like a good group on the West Sundays, like, and having, I'd say, having drugs that make you feel better and actually be able to socialize. But we had a really fun, random like karaoke session on that the West Sundays. Really yeah, we were all just like, well, you can go into it in detail, but I'll, I'll give the first prequel. I think we should hear prequel a line. Prequel, yeah, detail. That's literally why it's my eye. But anyway, yeah. Go on. Well, we were literally just, like, talking and, like, a song came on and I sang a little bit. Like, oh, nice. And then you sang and I was like, oh, shit, this girl got points. <laughs> and then you can go and you can go to the rest of the details. Okay, so she's, like, she's like she's like she's like a slightly Irish Leanne Rhymes with a, <laughs> I don't know, a voice that could just break your heart. Well, can okay. I just jump in for a second? I'm going to leave and play the bingo because that's how cool I am. Well, we got 20 minutes. A minute. Well, we also yeah. have to go order food. True. So. Yeah, we're at 7.43. We have 15 so we should minutes. Up minute. We have 15 minutes. Can I get my time? <clears throat> Yes, can, give yeah. it. Um, so that was also my eye <laughs> um, when everyone was playing drinking games, and then it got into the whole karaoke thing. And then I realized that Buddy had a hidden talent that he can be Josh Turner. Huh. So please just do one line. No, because like all my friends are gonna hear this. Yeah, but it's and, come on, no. it was so great. <laughs> He's so, like, no, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. <laughs> me, 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 me. My my best friend and soulmate, who's actually marrying a girl next year, which I'm I'm not depressed. <laughs> no, it's fine, dude. You can have him. He sucks. He's the one that like is really into karaoke. He can sing like Bad Fish, and he the one he does like Angel by Shaggy. Like I do all of his songs because like he inspired me. Right. But he's like a really he's like really good at Josh. Okay, Turner. Just do the one. Baby, lock them doors and turn them lights down low. There you go. Yes. <laughs> and I was I was I was running 102 fever. I was on the goon. I don't even remember most of the karaoke, but no. it was great. Um, two more final things, Kieran. Can you please stick around for these two more final things? You got okay. five minutes. If Kieran misses bingo, your ass is chewed Dude, out. We're gonna, we're gonna Don't come between bingo. a Scotsman and his bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to bingo too. Okay, so um, I'll skip a few things. 
But I do want to tell the story about how Megan went on a first date today. Oh, let's today hear your opinions on, on the bus. Okay. You went on a first so, date mm-hmm. on the bus. On the bus. Mm-hmm. So Megan and you I. You never know sit. where you're gonna meet someone. <laughs> Megan and I couldn't sit next to each other on the bus today because it was so Yeah, you so do. Packed. It's called Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder on the Greyhound. And it's called internet. I kept hearing Megan talking to this this guy next to her for like half an hour, and I was always like, Oh my god, that sucks. She's talking to him. I'm able to read my book, watch TV. And, but she seemed to be, like, laughing along and enjoying it, and I asked her about it later until she told me this. Okay, first of all, so it was my first Australian. Like, I hadn't met many Australians. Nice. Not my first, but, was like, he a gentleman? my first. I know, but the way you're saying you're first, like, you have did to he, explain to me. Did he at least, like, did he at least kiss first? your first? <laughs> did he kiss like, your face? First I mean. long conversation with an Australian right, guy. That was, like, relatively my age. How long was it? (laughs) The whole bus ride. Four hours. Four hours? That's impressive. How many times? Like, never mind. (laughs) We stayed in our seats How many times did you guys have to stop on the bus ride here? (laughs) How many pit stops did you guys make? (laughs) Okay. How many times did you guys have to eat out on the way here? um, Red flag with deal breaker. Here we go. You're jumping ahead. So Megan goes to me. This is at the end of the bus ride. And I was like, oh my God, how have we not talked about this? Like, what was the deal with your first date back there? And she was like, oh yeah, I don't know. I was like, did you think he was cute? And you were like, oh, I don't know. I mean, we're like kind of sitting next to each other. I couldn't really get a good look at him. I don't know. But, and then she goes, but he was like watching these cartoons. Was, was like, it like anime? <laughs> But okay. I go, okay. I go, he was playing wait. with anime cards. He was watching, no, watching it cartoons. On I, go, oh. I thought anime I go, was, was porn. Anime? Well, there's real anime. Can be. Oh. oh, my like, God. <laughs> I didn't even bring that up to you because I just didn't want to tell you that. But I was like, um, <laughs> wait, was it anime? And you were like, what's anime? And then she Googles anime. And she's like, yes, it was this. But he wasn't wearing headphones, apparently. There was no headphones, so no AirPods. anime silent. Maybe with subtitles? I don't know. But is that a red flag or a deal breaker? That's a red flag. No, that's a deal breaker. What? I think that's a deal breaker. How, well, no, I, I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker. How was like the conversation? Silent How was anime? everything outside of that? He was nice. He's traveled a lot in Australia, so I was asking him a lot about that. He was giving me tips. He lives in Melbourne, so like. Right, but do you him, love him? No. <laughs> Four hours in <laughs> the bus was tip? enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Did God. Did you guys animate <laughs> on the bus? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. So I was a little weirded out by the phone thing. I was like, what But you're going fuck? to Melbourne, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah, are you going to see him again? No, Did I was you like, swap digits? No, no, no. I was no. like, bye-bye. See you later. Huh. Look for an anime. I know people. Convention. I know people that watch anime that aren't completely wackos, but was <laughs> it no headphones? Yeah, silent. Silently, well, and was he actually watching or was he talking to you? Because it seemed like you guys had a good long conversation. Watching it. He was no. While, so he's talking to you about his eyes are on the anime. No. Are you certain he's not deaf? I was like, maybe it was in a chat room of anime. When people. he was talking to me, there was no watching hmm. the phone. But then when he's, we stopped maybe talking, pra- I was reading a book. Here. Maybe he's so impressive, he's practicing his Japanese lip reading. Ever think about that? <laughs> or he's just seen it that many times. He doesn't be quick to judge. You can't jump to conclusions. Yeah. We never know how people are bettering themselves. All right, so we got to end this now because we have to go eat. Right. We have 12 minutes and play bingo. bingo. <laughs> for the Scotsman. I 69? I 69. Me too. <laughs> yeah, there. we kind of kicked that joke around on the Barbie car earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna yeah. do our, other, other segments next week because we're yeah, it's too long. Time and uh, we've been doing this for a long time. So, guys, we end the podcast the same way every week. We say from all of us down under, good day. So, can you guys fit with us? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so from all of us down under, good day.